The Paul Kaharski Podcast is brought to you by Yazoo Brewing Company, a Nashville original since 2003. Welcome into the Paul Kuharski Podcast. I'm Paul Kuharski. Mentioning my name twice in short order is the rule at the beginning. We're brought to you by Yazoo Brew. I am partial to the Hefeweizen year-round, but we are definitely in season now. You should be picking up a six-pack. You should be ordering a couple when you pony up to your local bar. Uh, enjoying the summer season. Great stuff. They're big supporters of mine. I hope you'll be big supporters of their theirs i am pleased to be joined by a guy who is very popular in his uh tenure with the titans 2013 and 14 bernard pollard who stuck around in nashville tennessee how you doing bernard i'm well man great to uh to hear from you i thought of connecting with you last week when uh you were active on Twitter and replied to a couple tweets um, that I had about the quarterback situation. Uh, Marcus didn't have a great day at training camp. I try to put it in context that, hey, it's one period at one training camp session. <laughs> Doesn't mean that much, but everybody wants to know what he looks like, so I'm telling you what he looked like. And on that day, he didn't look great. Um, and you chimed in and got a lot of people's attention uh, let's pick it up from there and just say what what you think when you hear he doesn't have a great day and what you think of him overall. Well, it's not it's not so much that you know I don't want people to ever think that I'm I have any you know ill intent when I talk football or whatever when it comes to Mariota when it comes to the Tennessee Titans or any other organization. But I mean, for me, it's not surprising. I mean, I kind of listened to uh, read what you said and for the overthrows and the things like that, like that is what happened. His, I mean, that is what's been happening his entire career. You know, his balls sell on him, you know, and when you look at um, a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, you know, those things, you see them in year one, they come back, they fix them year two, year three, these things, they're not happening every year. And uh, for them to continue to happen, which I know when you get back and you get back in the scheme of things, getting your timing and everything right, defense are showing different, um, uh, looks and everything else, that stuff happens. But, I mean, for me, just like, dude, I'm just not surprised. It's going into year five, you, uh, and he didn't have a great day the day after. Again, just just minicamp stuff. But uh, I, I get the sense you're feeling like a lot of us going into year five, you certainly want to have a better feeling about what you've got. And if they had a better feeling about what they've got, his contract situation wouldn't be up in the air, and it's very much in the air, saying we still need to see something from this guy in order to know what we've got in order to make a contract decision on. Well, yeah, I mean, what you just said, uh, I agree 100%. You know, you look at the Carson, uh, it was a Carson Wentz, you look at the Dak Prescott, you know, these guys are going into, you know, the last year or, you know, whatever it is, and however many years left in their deal, um, the teams are getting that done because they're confident and, they, and they're comfortable with that guy being the quarterback for the next five years, which is a franchise guy. And so I, I, when you look at this situation, when you look at the, the, the transaction, bringing in uh, Tanner Hill uh, for, I believe it was a fourth round pick, uh, bringing him in, I think that he's insurance just in case. And for me personally, I think he's the better overall quarterback. I think Mariota's a good, he's a good athlete. He can, he can do some things if you muster up a couple uh, schemes and some, uh, some play calls. Um, but what I'm more worried about is uh, not taking anything away from Arthur, but you put this guy with another new coordinator, a first-time coordinator, and then, you know, a guy that's been struggling, a guy that's been having woes in and out of his career or in and out of games, 
I just don't I don't feel comfortable with it. And, uh, you know, I think Tanner Hill is a guy that they can say if anything happens with Mariota, if he's not playing well, if he gets hurt again, they're comfortable with putting him under center and saying, take this offense. If we just come drop back and pass the ball, get the ball to our receivers and let's win some games. Biggest thing um, you, you mentioned there are, are the injuries. And I, I know there's a huge degree of luck there. But it's another thing. He hasn't made it through a season healthy. Um, and, you know, again, through four years, you kind of get a sense of what a guy is and what a guy isn't. I think most of us think he's going to be hard-pressed to make it through a 16-game season because he hasn't made it through a 16-game season, right? Right. Well, I mean, a, a, a player, is he's exactly who he's been showing you guys he is. And, uh, you know, when you – when I think he's taken a lot of hits. You know, the offensive line, to me, haven't lived up to what they thought it was going to be. Uh, so he's taking some hits there. He's taking some hits because, he, you know, they have to get a guy like that out the pocket um, to get him on the move to be able to make some plays with his legs. So th- that's another reason why you look at the injuries, that, uh, the things that have been happening to him. Um, so some of it can be self-inflicting. Uh, but at the same time, I think, you know, when you look at what he's done, um, as I continue to say, as I said at the beginning, he is who he is. Um, uh, I'm not – and that goes back to I'm not surprised on him, you know, his ball selling. I'm not surprised – if he doesn't play 16 games, I'm not surprised at the insurance that they got, you know, with uh, Ryan Tannehill. So I just, if I'm a Titans fan, I'm, I'm going in it. And as I say all the time, go in this thing open-minded. Uh, Mariota, you like him. You want him to succeed. But if Tannehill is a starting quarterback, don't be surprised. Say he throws, uh, uh, everybody's looking for the line, you know, and there's no hard line on, on what makes him the the long-term quarterback here, but I'm wondering what your line is. Say he throws, uh, say plays 14 games. He throws 22 touchdowns and eight picks and they win 10 games and and they're in the playoffs. Does that earn him a long-term contract here for you on a team that's going to be run first defense first, or do you need more than that? Well, that's 11 more touchdowns than he's thrown or 11 more touchdowns he threw, uh, than last year and keeping them at the same um, um, interception wise. But I think, you know, to say it's long term, if they trust him, if they want to open up that, that, that checkbook and sign him to a long term deal, that's completely on them. But once again, I, I think, you know, I think some other starter quarterbacks, they had 32 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 12 interceptions, whatever it may be. Um, but you know, if they go to the playoffs, if, if they're if they're playing, if he's doing well, you got to go with that. You know, uh, because we don't know what these college guys look like next year uh, for the guys coming out. Everybody's talking about the the kid from Alabama. Well, I don't think they go and turn around and make this whole offense. You know, with a left, you know, left hand quarterback, so they don't succeed in the National Football League. And I'm just saying that. And a lot of people have talked about him, but if he has that kind of line, they go to the playoffs. Uh, if they could be run first. Um, you know, it, it's just going to be, for me, it's going to be difficult to see numbers like that from him because just with the way that he plays ball, watch your film on him, his balls sell a lot. They're going to throw down a football field. They're going to throw corner routes. They're going to, you know, get into stats and do things like that and outside breaking routes. His ball's about to sell. And those, that gives DBs an opportunity for interceptions. What do you think it is? You've, you, you were on the team for a bit and now you've stayed here and you were familiar with them before. You go through the coaching roster from Fisher to Munchak to Wisenhunt to Malarkey to Vrabel, and the game's evolved. But all five of these guys 
it's been a defensive mindset with a run first game. Wisenhunt was the only guy that even attempted to stray from it. He had terrible talent and and he he failed as a coach here, just didn't have it for whatever reason. But I mean, is there something in the water here? Is there something in the DNA of the franchise that dictates defense run first? Um, uh, you know, do, do you think it's conceivable that there's a day where they ask the quarterback to be the centerpiece of, of a team in Nashville, Tennessee, or is it never going to happen? Well, you you want it to happen because that's the way you see this. You see the league going. You know, the league is a lot of teams are pass first. They want their quarterback throwing the ball forty five to fifty times a game. Um, I think if you ask Mariota to do that, he can't be successful. The franchise will not be successful with asking him to throw the ball forty five to fifty times a game. I think you know when you look at the talent level, um, I don't I don't want to dog anybody. I don't want to make anybody feel any kind of way, but. It goes back to your scouting department. You know, what are you scouting? How are you scouting? Where are you scouting? You know, I, I, I don't think they, you know, had um, a good turnout drafting quarterbacks. Um, you know, you look at you look at the way things are going. You you, you got a diamond in the rough, I think, with uh, with Bayer. He's been really good. A couple other guys, uh, they've been really good. But I think, you know, with what you're trying to do with the way that the league is going you got to do a better job as, as far as the scouting department, getting guys in, and you have to take some. You, you got to go and take some uh, some chances. I, I don't think that this this you know the GM to the scouting department to the coaches. I don't think every pick to me, a lot of the guys have been safe. They've been safe picks. You look at the Davis pick. I thought it was a safe pick. You got a top five pick or a top ten pick, and you pick Davis. When you could have, there are some other talents you could have gotten. I think this past year you picked the the, the D tackle out of Mississippi State. I love the kid, but he can't play for you. He might end up starting out the year on pup, yeah, he so will. he's not going to be available. So you look at that; these are all safe picks that the Titans have made. They got to go pull the trigger and say, you know what, we're going to turn this thing around in Tennessee. We're going to make some things happen, and we're going to show the fans that we want to win. We don't want to be safe. We want to go out and make some things happen. And it's just, like I said, it, it, it hasn't happened. I'd agree with you to an extent, though. I don't know if I'd call Simmons safe. He's coming in with an ACL. They have to wait on him until at least November, December, maybe the whole year. He did have the domestic issue in his past way back in high school. I don't know if I'd right. call him him safe. Um, well, I, I'm, not I, gonna, I'm not going to – so far, I, I, I would definitely agree. He's not safe because, I mean, just even with some trouble that he's been in, I was surprised they picked him up. I, I was pissed off at the fact – that they showed that dog on video and talked about that the entire time for him. I thought you should, that man should have deserved a second chance. I think that happened when he was 16, 17, 18 years old. I, was, I don't, can't remember. In high school, I but, think. Right. So him, they, they went out there, but the issue is he can't play for you. He can't. Not he can't right play away, for you right yeah. now. Yeah. You, you overlapped with Tannehill, I'm thinking, three years in the league. You would have played against him, yeah? So I, I think he was – hurt when we played Miami, if I'm not mistaken, or I'm, I may not have played against him, to be honest with you. Um, so I, I remember playing them, but they had Henny, and uh, when I played Miami, they had Henny, and then they had another quarterback. I can't they, they've gone through a lot of quarterbacks as well. So. I'm not thinking he would have been a guy, a guy that uh, instilled fear in you, though. <laughs> so when you, when you look at the quarterback play, and, and when I come back, I talk about him and Mariota. As far as the, the, the uh, 
pure quarterback. He's the pure quarterback. I think if if the Tennessee Titans wants to go, if they want to go pass first, uh, I think with the options that you have at running back, you've got to be run first. Um, and I think Tannehill may he may be able to uh, he may be able to win off that because if you got uh, Henry, you got uh, Lewis in the backfield, you got guys that you have options to to, to dump the ball to. I think that gives him a, a better chance to allow him to work off the play action um, with the receivers. I don't. When you look at these guys, I don't trust them. Uh, to be pass first, I think they work well off of uh, play action passes, um, spreading them out. As far as route distribution, I don't know how much they understand uh, route distribution. I think the pickup with the kid from Tampa Bay, I thought that was huge for them. Um, but to look at everything else, I, I think Tannehill is the better guy. As far as scaring me, if I'd have played against him, you just don't know if he, if he can get hot. But he's the better pure quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Bernard Pollard at Crushboy31 on Twitter. Uh, you got anything here to plug? You're still selling your uh, your sync. What what is it called? Your sync device. <laughs> no, it was a no, it was a smart sync trade. So that's on Amazon, man. So right now, what I'm doing, I I love sports talk. So I'm actually pushing into uh, doing uh, getting a podcast, uh, doing uh, my own having my own sports show, just to kind of talk a little bit deeper into football. Um, you know, to 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 it to be fun, it to be understanding. Um, but at the same time, to, to, to teach the fans, to, for the fans to know and understand what's going on with their teams. So it's actually going to be the Bernard Pollard Show. So we're getting that thing rolling right now, setting everything up for that, and uh, just going to be talking ball. All right, I'm not letting you off the hook yet. MyProScout.com still going too or no? No, man, we end up selling that, man. So it's, it's you know, right now, it's just kind of, we rolling. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Be back with the second half, which is members only. If you're not a member of my site, you're missing out because we're going to talk about the volume of the value of locker room culture, the idea that this team needs an asshole in the locker room, um, <laughs> the famous hit on Tom Brady, and hopefully Bernard Pollard will go through the guys in the secondary with me, a group that's got to be um, the strongest on this team heading into this year and and he's got a lot of insight i'm sure into these guys uh members stay with us we'll be right back with the second half if you're not a member go get signed up so you can hear the rest of it we'll be right back with the paul kuharski podcast brought to you by yazoo brew the paul kuharski podcast is a joint production of paulkuharski.com and vocal for more information and more programming please visit vocalnow.com that's v-o-k-a-l now.com Thank you.